Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Today there was some pretty heartbreaking news. Uh, the number of people who have taken their own lives in New Zealand in the past 12 months is 668, which is the highest ever. Our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern joins us on the phone now. Thanks for joining us, Jacinda. Thanks. I appreciate that, guys. Hey, now, Jacinda, you, uh, you got in touch with us and you wanted to come on today uh, because yeah. the statistics relating to suicide in New Zealand have been, have been released today. Shock, yeah. Shocking statistics. They are. They are. And um, about as high as they've ever been. You know, that's the devastating thing. I got, an, I got a, a quick heads up yesterday that this was coming. And, yeah, one of the reasons I just, you know, wanted to have the, the conversation is because it, I suspect is one of the issues that we have. You know, that when I was looking at the stats, the, where we've seen the highest numbers is our 20 to 24-year-old men in particular and our 40-plus men. And so there's probably a message in that for us and, and a message around who we need to make sure that we keep checking in on and that everyone knows that if there are things they want to talk about, that there's no stigma around that. And I think that's our big challenge in New Zealand. Because mental health is an illness. It's not a physical illness you can yeah. see with, like, cancer and stuff like that. And sometimes, sadly, mental illness is a deadly disease that we need to take more mm. seriously. How do you yeah. think that people can tackle this a bit more proactively? Yeah, and I think, you know, actually we should, we should you know, be really grateful that we have got role models like Mike King, uh, who who are going out there and saying, you know, actually we should be willing to talk about this um, in New Zealand. You know, this idea of toughing it out, uh, it just is the wrong approach. And you're absolutely right. You know, no one would ever say to someone who said, oh, I've got a, you know, I've got a, I need to have a triple bypass. No one would say to them, well, tough it out. Um, exactly. You know, that's, 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 we take a completely different approach and yet we need to change the way we approach our, our mental mental health in New Zealand. And again, particularly for our, for our men. It is um, the highest number, as you said before, um, this year, which is really sad. And, and something I just read that you said about an hour ago, uh, which really made me think as well, is that you say behind every statistic is not just a life yeah. loss, but there's also like a family and a community yeah. behind that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I know, you know, I'm not alone in, in the fact that, you know, we all have a story. We've all known someone. And the fact that we know now that we've had 668 uh, losses this year. That, that's a provisional number, but 668 is a huge number. So that means that everyone in New Zealand is, it will know someone who has had this situation. And I think that's probably why it's such a heightened issue for us, because we immediately, you hear those numbers and you have a story. I think it's really amazing that you actually proactively wanted to do this interview today, because I find these stats really, really upsetting. And Because yeah. I've had anxiety and depression since I was about 11. So I think it's really amazing that you're having these conversations because knowledge is power and the more that we are able to openly talk about it and our Prime Minister to set that example is amazing. So I honestly really commend you for having these conversations today. It's amazing. Oh, and, and that's, the, that's the key that, you know, having um, people like you guys and, and you've done that before and I really want to thank you and salute you for having done that before, um, particularly role modelling to our young men that it's, that it is okay to talk about these issues. And, you know, what if New Zealand were able to turn these stats around and be a place where actually because we confronted them, we changed those numbers together. So it's small steps, but we've all got a part to play. And so no one, I hope no one feels helpless in the role that they can play. And I hope that, like, also with the release of these numbers today, and as you said, like, everybody knows somebody that's been at the brink or they know somebody that may have done it. And I think everybody listening to this radio show right now, you might be feeling really shit or you think that the day 
can't get better or you can't get through it, but the world literally will not be better without you. So yeah. just please take this conversation, take these numbers on board, and we need to all just check in on our friends and save yeah. each other's lives because if we stop talking to each other, then this number's just going to get bigger and it definitely needs to get smaller because it's not making anybody's yeah. life better. Exactly. Thanks, Sharon. I, well said. Hey, Jacinda, well said. good on you, Sharon. See, we can we Thank commend you. you, commend you for coming on and, for, and you know front footing this and, and trying trying the best to, the best you can to uh, remedy this situation. So, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, team. Have a good day. Uh, thanks, Jacinda. And of course, uh, there are many organisations around. If you uh, if you do want to talk to someone, uh, Lifeline's a great one. Oh eight hundred five four three three five four is their number, um, and you can check out all the details at theedge.co.nz if you need more info. And just remember, it's. It's okay to not be okay. You can ask someone for help, and just that one question and telling someone that you're not okay, no matter who it's to, will make your will make things easier. And it's just as soon as you ask for help, that is the road to the way back because you can beat what you're going through right now. John Ben and Sharon, the Edge. Hey guys, so Sharon, this is what we're calling your cake break. Your cake voice break. <laughs> and there's better be some hot fire cake gear here, mate. And it's not the slang word cake. We're not going to talk about my butt. We're going to talk about my cake situation. So last night, had my, my best friends around for dinner because it's uh, my but best... Where were you? Oh, oh yeah, you're my oh. best workmates. Oh, okay. Sweet. So it's my, my best friend best Nadia's birthday on Sunday. And uh, she didn't want to do anything big. And so we just had, you know, this, uh, one of our friends though from Sydney. So the four of us, we had dinner few bubbles and we'd got her a cake. My friend Taryn organised this beautiful cake, had this amazing icing and stuff on it. Yeah, right. And love I, a cake. Ben doesn't love a cake, I love a cake. Ben never eats cake. Oh. We got it out. And I'm obligated. I eat it when I feel obligated to eat cake. <sighs> You're just a weirdo. You don't like anything sugary. Yeah. Maybe but if you made him a cake out of carrots and celery. He would eat that. Oh, that hummus delicious. in the middle of the icing oh. or something. Oh, stop it, stop it. So uh, we, we get the cake out and we give it to Nadia and she's like, this is such a beautiful cake and she starts taking photos of it because she's just signed up to Instagram and When are you ever going to look at that? When are you ever going to look at a photo of a cake? What? I don't know, mate. Each of their own. You keep your birthday cards. And it sits there and it is the most beautiful looking cake with the most beautiful icing on top of it. And I'm sitting there thinking it's been sitting there for a half an hour. Oh, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke it. So I poked the cake and I licked on the icing on my finger, put it in my mouth. Oh, you're a cake poker. And right. everyone looked at me and they're like, what? You can't just you wait until we cut it. You can't just start poking the cake. I was like, what do you mean I can't poke the cake? If you can't poke your best friend's cake, then whose cake can you poke? And they were all just outraged by this. So they're so, upset. Yeah, they were just kind of like, it's very, it's very rude. You've got to wait until it's cut. You can poke the hell out of it once there's a slice nice through the piece. If it's, if it's just a small group, no, can't yes. you just poke it? Because the same thing I went to um, my friend Robin Sam's house who make very famous cakes, and one time I poked one of their cakes, and they were outraged. like, what are you... Don't poke our she cake! Does, she does it at weddings as well. <laughs> I have done it at a wedding. Before the bride and groom get over there. a wedding cake. Really? No. Before it's been cut. They made the mistake of having a red velvet wedding cake. I poked it in the bag. No, yeah, actually, but, like, if you can't... That's what I'm saying. If you can't poke your friends and family's cakes... I'm not poking a stranger's okay, cake. Okay, I'm the edge. When are you allowed? Let's do this course right now. When are you allowed to, to to poke a cake? To put your fingers in someone else's cake? I'm saying after they've cut... I always clean my finger with my mouth After first. they've cut it, then it's, it's fine. Yeah, I don't double you. poke. I just poke once. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it's like you can't just go around doing it. Ben's other issue with cakes is uh, people blowing out the candles and, and spitting all over the cake. Oh, the yeah. cake you're about to eat. I never eat kids' that birthday cake. That kind of puts me off the cake to start mm. off with as well. Okay, mm. question is, is it okay to poke a cake before it's been cut? 0800 The Edge is the telephone number. Edge, hello. What are your thoughts? Poke the cake. Uh, you can poke a cake. Thank you very much. You 
See, one I'm call. Unless your mother's and she's like, don't like that. Oh, yeah, my mum doesn't like when I poke her no. cake. Well, you You're can't right. just wander into a bakery and start. You no. Go. No, well, obviously we learned that from Ariana Grande when she, oh, no, she licked a cake. She licked a donut in a donut shop. And we learned that that was inappropriate. So even Ariana Grande can't go in and do that. Oh, 800 The Edge, when can you, when can you lick a cake? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you touch the phone, Shono. That's my job. <laughs> Peter, can you poke the cake? Peter. You're not doing a good job of it. Peter. No, Jono's back on phones. Peter! Peter! <laughs> Peter! <laughs> Peter, when can you poke a cake? <laughs> Peter! I don't think Peter's there, mate. <laughs> Peter's not there. Who is this? Who is this? Oh, there we go. Well, there's, Peter! A, there's some champagne there's right here from us. He's just refusing to talk. Okay, <laughs> men, can you, when, can, when can we poke the cake? Oh, you can't poke a cake, but my name's not Peter. What's your bloody name, then? My name's George. Oh, for goodness sake, producer Dan. Hey, hey, George, when can you poke a cake? Pre-cut or after the cut? You can... After the cut when it's on your plate. You can't poke someone else's cake. There we go. It's been decided. Far thanks, out. thanks, Peter or George or whoever that was. It's been decided. Fine. Well, wait for the catch here. I just want you guys to know that I am not going to take these calls on board, and I'm going to continue poking cakes when I see fit. Okay, so, so you got a cake, Auntie Cher, so I was going to poke it. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, the Edge. Joined in the studio by Dean from Middle Management. Nice hey to see guys. you guys. Hello, good to be back. Deanus. Well, the good news is you're in the studio, and we have got the opportunity. Of a lifetime for you. Uh-huh. So last week to the show, uh, we brought to the airwaves what we deemed to be the most annoying song in the world. It was Baby Shark. Mommy shark, do 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 Mommy shark, do 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 Mommy shark, do 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 Mommy shark. Can already see where this is going. Okay. Yes. So you've been keeping us up to date over the last week. You're like, oh my god, baby shark is on the charts. Well, ever since you guys did your voice break in, I think you did an Insta story. Oh, we did it. We did a baby shark challenge, which was like the Drake and my feelings challenge. But you did it to baby shark, Jono. Yep, that's was great. It was great. Yeah. Ever since it's been slowly tracking up the New Zealand iTunes charts. I think it peaked at 25. So you say it was was a hit. Almost. I guess, I mean, it's a top 40. Yeah, it's, it's a, a banger. It's song. a banger. Technically, it's in the top 40. And, and, you, and you're getting votes on the Edge 30. Nice. There's a couple of votes through. They vote through the Edge Insta story now. And there's a couple of votes through for uh, Baby Shark. Okay, Dean. So well, it seems to be getting a real groundswell. There is a video today going viral. Uh-huh. And it is that Baby Shark has crossed over to the mainstream. And Baby Shark is now being played in clubs. This was in America last night. Let's do it. It's a dance techno version. Sounds even better when you're on ecstasy. Yeah. It's got the BPMs, yeah. doesn't it? It's got yeah. the BPMs. Yeah. So. So, Dean, what are you doing the weekends? I'm a uh, semi-professional DJ, actually. You, d- you DJ at some of the biggest bars in, in, in the city. Some of the bars of the city, yeah. Where are you going to be DJing this weekend, Dean? Um, Revelry Bar tonight. At yep. what time? Uh, 11 o'clock at night. If we get as many people as possible to come down to Revelry in Ponsonby, Auckland at 11pm tonight, will you play Baby Shark and film it for us for a sweet social video? See how it goes. You can say, look, I'm going to test this song and you can say it's John Ben and Sharon's fault we're playing this. We want to see how it goes in the club. You play it, we'll get as many people going to Revelry at 11 o'clock tonight to see the Baby Shark debut. And hey, if you're listening right now, you could go to Revelry at 11 o'clock tonight and maybe do some shark moves to Baby Shark for our 
our social story. Okay. What yeah. do you think, Dina? I'm devious. Dean. 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 No, I'm not going to play it. Just kidding, I'll try and squeeze it in. No. It's, it's going to be so... Yes! Shut uh. it down. It's kind of a residency of mine. It's kind of, you play quite cool tracks in there. And it's yeah. like, your grid's hey, gone, mate. Your grid's gone now. You're going to be ahead of the trend here. It's top 30 on iTunes. Yeah. If I get fired from my gig, am I getting any kind of compensation? Yeah. Well, don't worry, there's plenty of gigs at kindergartens you can play afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're in Auckland tonight, go to Revelry at 11 o'clock and Dean is going to DJ Baby Shark. We want to get as many people as possible in there doing some shark mouth dance moves and let's, let's really beat this American vibe video with our own. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, we uh, work with a lady named Jess over at TV in the morning, Sharon. Um, yes. Who's been in a relationship with, uh, as she would say, her hot boyfriend for like a couple of years she's worked with us. Yeah, she's and, always like, oh, my hot boyfriend, Jeez, he's so hot. And he's hot. He's a hot he's boyfriend. Hot, but she like, for two years, has said, oh, my boyfriend's so hot. Like, the honeymoon period is not worn off. Like, they even just went away on a trip overseas and we were asking about the trip and she was like, oh, so good with my hot boyfriend. And then she stopped and she was just like, oh, yeah. And then, like, thinking about her hot boyfriend. She's like, after going away with him, he's even hotter. Yeah. After two years. I know, two years. We're like, well, it's got to stop. Eventually you're going to be like, oh, this is, this is, the honeymoon period's worn off, but no. When does he become the ugly, annoying twat in your life? Yeah, I reckon. Right? Well, what stage does that happen? He must have a magic... Or something. I don't know. Because I just don't believe that. Because usually, like, the hotness kind of, you get used to it, don't you? Yeah, the hotness wears off. Say, I mean, are you saying the hotness is weird off for you? For me, yeah. Like, see, obviously, when I first came here, bloody people were falling all <laughs> over me, weren't they? <laughs> no. All the babes. Yeah, yeah babes were, yeah, were draping all over me. Yeah. I was yeah. like, no. babes, come on, I'm here to do a job. I reckon right? he must buy her presents or something's good. Well, I don't understand. No, no one's in the honeymoon after two years. Well, that's right. let's give her a call now. Okay. And um, let's see let's see what she says if we just go, hey, Jess, how's your hot boyfriend? I would, now, can I just pull, peel back the curtain? I would call her, Ben. You handed me the phone <laughs> with her number on it. You're not allowed to. Either. I'm not allowed to use the phone system. Sharon's like, this is my it's job. It's my job. Okay. It's been my job for a long time. Even though there's a phone right there, I could easily... Two phones. I'm very fast on the dial. So we're phoning Jess. Who we work with? Hello, Jess speaking. Jess. Hello. How hot is your boyfriend? He is very hot. So so hot. (laughs) Describe how hot he is. Um, I don't know. How do you describe how hot someone is? Um, He's he's good looking. (laughs) What? This is still getting all giddy now. Know, you're thinking about him what now. What's so hot about him? Like after two years, what's so hot about him? Um, I don't know. He just, I think his accent makes him quite hot. Oh, you know the funniest thing is. Wait, Jess wait, doesn't you, guys even didn't, you didn't mention he had an accent. He's got an English accent. Oh. The yes. funniest thing is Jess doesn't even know she's on the radio, but she's already engaging in this hot conversation. Yeah, no, that's how hot. <laughs> what sort of accent has he got? Oh, oh, he's from the UK, so he's got. Um, Hello, my name like that kind of accent. Oh, uh, sounds very hot. Um, yes, he's very hot, and he's got nice shoulders and nice forearms. Jess, when do you think? Because you, you know, you're deep in this honeymoon period. When do you think it's going to wear off? I don't know. I honestly don't think it will. He's just, he's just really nice and lovely. He's, she's to still me. touching his thing in public. <laughs> I'm looking at no, a picture she's... of you, and you've got your hand on it. Uh, 
What? No, I don't. Well, you do. You do on the photo I'm looking at. Do on the photo I'm looking at, Jess. She's like, what album are you looking at? <laughs> uh, well, Jess, uh, you, you enjoy your hot boyfriend. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks, guys. Bye. He's so hot. So hot. He's so hot. He's hot. He's hot. Honeymoon period's never going to wear off. I'm looking at him. And he's very hot. He's hot, yeah. Great head of hair. That guy's not going to go bald or anything. No. So let's throw it out there. When did you know that your honeymoon period, when when was the moment you're like, okay, maybe it has worn off? Just a little bit. When I no longer went out to the car or pretended I had to go to the dairy after I needed to do a wind. Oh, really? Was that the... You know, that like, was the moment I was like, comfortable. Oh, I don't care anymore. You're like, gee, she goes to the dairy quite a lot. <laughs> Four, Sometimes five times I'd be a like, day. I, I just sit there and be like, oh, uh, looks like I'm in my car. Gotta go down the car. But then you just like, go down and sit in the car for a while and be like, I think I've got them all out. And then I go back in. <laughs> <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Um, we've got Priya on 0800 The Edge. Uh, um, well, it hasn't. We've been dating for two and a half years. And it's still going strong, I suppose. Like, there's every day I'm learning new things about him. And, Aww. yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm very grateful that I found a very nice man in my life. What Aww. was his name? <laughs> Pardon? What's his name? Nathan. Nathan. Oh, he Aww. called up before. He was like, oh, oh we wore off about six months ago. No, oh, no he, he didn't. didn't. <laughs> I think you never that. He wouldn't. Yeah, Thank he's you like, so geez, much. I'm with this lady. She's a nightmare. <laughs> she likes me. No, I'm kidding. It's lovely. That was a lovely call. Oh, Briar. Oh, Edge, what do you think, babe? I think uh, my honeymoon period ended about a year after I was dating. A year after. And how do you? How did you know it was over? Um, I don't know. Just sort of let one let one out um, in front of him. And <laughs> I think for most yeah. people, it's the first yeah. fart. That's yeah, when you know yeah. that it's well and truly like, over. I've been holding yeah, on to these suckers for twelve months, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember my friend saying because girls would be like, "Oh, I've never farted in front of um, my boyfriend. Never, never." And he said, "Every girl has farted in front of their boyfriend because they save them up, and then in the middle of the night they just do this massive fart that wakes the guy up. But the guy never tells the girl because they feel too awkward. Is that true?" I thought, but I, maybe I went back to sleep and didn't remember it. I don't know, yeah. He said that, like, for every girlfriend he had, they all did it. And then oh, they were, well, like, in the middle of the night, like, bah! And then every time he would just crack up laughing and then go back it's to like, sleep. It's an earthquake! <laughs> <laughs> Tony Rain's on 0800 The Edge. Tony Rain, when did you know that the uh, honeymoon period was over? Oh, hey, guys. I um, was two years into my relationship, and uh, we went to Bali together. And um, I was already pregnant and everything, and but I was still, you know, still honeymoon phase with him. And we both, a few days into the trip, got barley belly. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but unfortunately, his barley belly seemed to just kick in 10 minutes before mine every single time. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was, um, I, I guess the romance was out the window when um, we were screaming at each other with tears in our eyes fighting over the toilet. Oh, we, we were yeah, that brings a, couple, <laughs> brings a couple closer together when you're having to navigate within a 10-minute window. Oh, Both man. of the entry points from your body. I just... He saw parts of me that I... I yeah, I could never unsee. <laughs> you and can't you take could never unsee. It was just... It was... Yeah. It's like, That's wow, so we've bad. taken our relationship to a whole new level Let's here. Never speak of this again, what except if- for the radio, where that time when I call up John and Ben and Sharon. <laughs> and Adam, you're amazing. You've been with your partner since you were 18 years old, and you're still in the honeymoon period, you reckon? 
Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe all you guys are putting it down to um, the passing and bell movements of you know, the honeymoon period. <laughs> so you yeah, that's, that, that's the part that got me going. <laughs> so how, how did you get it to not end then, Adam? What's the secret? Oh, mate, I don't, I don't think there's a particular secret other than... I mean, I went to my first ball about three weeks ago, first ball ever you know, with my wife. Yeah. And, um, and it was a... She dressed up. She died up very hot. And it was... Um, that was a, a big turn on. And I mean, every morning I wake up excited about waking up next morning to go to bed. Oh, stuff like that. That's what girls dream of hearing. Yeah, Hope yeah. my husband heard that. Of course he didn't. He's at the pub. <laughs> John o, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. John O's dad, uh, John Pryor, he's very, very suspicious of Siri, which, of course, you use on your phones. Yeah, so Siri's like the artificial intelligence. You can talk to it and uh, it'll answer questions. Uh, it'll, it'll call people for you. He thinks Siri is listening all the time. Have you ever, Has he ever actually asked Siri if she's listening all the time? Like, should I ask her now? Hang on, hang on. Siri, are you listening all the time? Well, see, why didn't he just ask her? Would have yeah, been no, easily... but that's something Siri would say. I mean, Siri's right. not going to go, yeah, I'm listening all the time. I'm handing yeah, all true. this information over to the CIA. You know, the funny thing is he doesn't even have an iPhone. What? <laughs> what? He's still paranoid about Siri. <laughs> How is Siri going to hunt him down if he doesn't so, have an iPhone? Listen, it's a long story. Um, hopefully we get through my mum first. She's always answering the phone. I know, and I, ca- I can't prank Annie, but I'll give it a crack. Hello? Hello. May I please speak to John Pryor? Uh, not here at the moment. Can I help you? Uh, yes. yes, hello. Yes. Is John Walter Pryor here, please? No, he's not. It is Siri calling. Who? Siri. How are you today? Oh, she's gone. Oh, I'm so Sharon, you're not a safe pair of hands. Siri ever start cracking up? <laughs> I don't know why, but I just couldn't. Do, I can't lie to Annie. Yeah. She's too sweet and yeah. lovely. Oh, no. You need to ring her back and get her in on the joke. Okay, I'll call her back. Call we'll, her I'll back. I'll try and get her again. I'm so sorry. I'm not safe at pranks. I used to be great. Oh, she's going to be very, very suspicious now. Hello? Hello. It is Siri speaking. It's who? Is that Annie Catherine, Pryor? Yes. How are you today? Is that you, Jonathan? It's me. Annie! <laughs> <laughs> Annie! <laughs> yes, complete idiot. Siri is a female. Why the hell have you got a male? Well, well I was busy with Sharon, but she's not a safe pair of hands, Annie. I, I couldn't prank you, Annie. You're too nice. And I started laughing. I was all right with doing it to John, but I wasn't all right with pranking you, so I started laughing and John had to take over. Oh, how ridiculous, Jonathan. Is <laughs> when I suddenly clicked and hung up, I thought, I bet it's you. Siri is not a... Yeah, no, 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 I actually will tell him, Jonathan. No, don't, 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 don't tell him. Don't. She's too honest. Why do you need to tell him? You don't need to tell him, Eddie. Just keep it a little secret. 
No, I won't, Jonathan. A little Siri secret. He won't even understand what the hell you're talking well, about. Don't, don't, don't explain it to him. Just leave him. <laughs> we'll call him. We'll call back on Monday, Mum. You keep this quiet, okay? I can't over the... I can't... <laughs> Annie, I'm going to call you on the weekend. This is our little secret. <laughs> Okay, prank, the Prankopolis is coming on Monday. Okay, you guys must have very little to to amuse your your listeners. That's very true, Annie. It's very true. All right, love your mum. Love your mum. Bye. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Jono's out of the studio right oh. now. His clothes are in the studio, so I don't know what that means. Uh, but around about this time every Friday, this seems to happen. She's the oldest stripper in New Zealand. Please welcome Fire Lips. New Zealand's oldest stripper walking into the studio once more. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. God. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> All right, now Sharon. It's Fire Lips, baby. Sharon, <laughs> describe the scene that we see in front of us. Um, the worst blonde bob you've ever seen. A bottle of Oyster Bay Sav. Oh, no, Pinot Gris. A yellow dress that mm. is definitely... Getting down to the cleave and um, New Zealand's oldest stripper. And Fire some Lips. legs to die for, Dale. Busy oh, week yeah. for Firelips. Why are we so busy? Been dancing at the Potato Snapper Shack. Right. <laughs> Earning a crust. Hey, got a lung dart. Got a lung nail dart. A, a lung puncher. No, last time you came into the studio, no. you had a cigarette in your hand and we got yeah. quite a lot of trouble. I, I don't hit the lung puncher anymore. Did you anymore. smoke during your pregnancy, sweetheart? No. No, no I didn't. Oh, I did. Didn't change a thing about my lifestyle. <laughs> And how's your kid? I kept going. I gave birth while I was giving a lap dance. Did you? Yeah. Did you get an extra tip for that? Another 20. (laughs) Another 20 bucks. Now, if you have any, um, well, I don't know why you would, but if you wanted any life advice from Firelips, I heard the edges of phone number. She's New Zealand's oldest stripper. And I've slid slid up and down the world's greatest poles. What's the greatest one? The North Pole. (laughs) South Pole. (laughs) All the best. In the 1980s, okay, I was sent to the South Pole to go and entertain the explorers. The 1980s? They set out on an expedition of my body. I've got two grown men missing in there somewhere. <laughs> 1990s, I entered the Polish pole dancing championships and I polished the polish off that Polish pole. <laughs> this is. These are all words I'm not sure we can say on radio, but anyway, we've gone I've got, there. I've got a caller that has a question for you, OK? Right. Peter, put your headphones on, Fire Lips. Hang on, doll. you got a question for New Zealand's oldest stripper, Fire Lips, Peter. Uh, yeah, no, I do. Look, I've been, I've been going out with my girlfriend for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and I want her to move in with me. Uh, but she's not super keen because she doesn't want to lose her independence. What are your thoughts on that? What's some advice? Listen, Peter. <laughs> my 13th husband <laughs> told me, Phillips, I'd do anything for you. I said, good, grab your shit and leave. <laughs> what I'm saying, sometimes us ladies, we need our independence, doll. She'll come round. Or she'll find someone better. <laughs> and to be honest... This is shocking advice. If you're lacking confidence in your relationship... This is terrible. Phoning up a 45-year veteran of the stripping industry is probably not a great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter, well, I hope that helped you. Wow, because, okay. Oh, I don't know what this hurricane that's just coming to the studio oh. is. This is Phillips. Tell your skinny boy, man. <laughs> that's you, Ben. Yeah. Please don't look at me. You, ma- you make me sweatier than... 
Tristan Thompson ca- caught in a face full of chest in a nightclub on a security camera. <laughs> oh. All right, pile up. So it's lovely to have you again. You know what? I'm running so hot. I'm running so hot. I lit a cigarette with my private parts. <laughs> It's called chlamydia files. And on that note, uh, we're going to thank uh, Philips for coming in. It's a shame you don't get to see Jono, because I'm sure Jono, yeah. out of all of us, would probably like you the if most. You, if you guys got a thing, like, yeah. what's happening? I feel like he owes you a lot of money. Quite a lot of sexual tension <laughs> between us. <laughs> you look very similar. We well, haven't had much of your sap while you're here, mate, so why don't you drop a knee? All right, here we go. The one for Philips here. Mm. All right, Philips, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hopefully he won't be back. Oh. Uh, Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.